What's up, folks? Here's a story I didn't have on my big bingo card. A secret tunnel in New York City synagogue leads to, leads to a brawl between police and worshipers. We're going to talk about that story and who was involved. Um, and also, I want to talk about this story, the black box recorder from the Alaska Airlines thing that had part of the plane fall off was completely erased. They have nothing from the black box. Isn't that just interesting? So I know a lot of people on my Facebook page were like, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. I didn't even say anything, but they're like, oh, you want to talk? Uh, it's like, oh, there was no one sitting there. Oh, you, you just think everything's flat earth. It's like, what are you guys talking about? So we're going to get into that black box not being there from the Alaska Airlines story. But first, we have to talk about the uh, Chabad Lubovich uh, synagogue that had secret tunnels under it and caused a massive, massive uh, brawl. I'm going to show a little clip real quick. It's pretty wild stuff. Crazy, crazy stuff, folks. Thanks for being here. Dream Rare Podcast starts now. We're going to look into it. It's the Dream Rare Podcast. Welcome to the show. The way to get the news at the desk or on the road. Let's go. God is great and success in our control. The world is crazy, but we get better from obstacles. Yeah. Thanks for being here, folks. Let me know. Give me a thumbs up. Make sure my audio works because somebody's saying it doesn't. I assume that it does. But anyway, let me get a thumbs up to know that my audio is good and then we're going to continue. So what's going on there? Secret tunnels under a synagogue prompt some sort of New York City police brawl and them getting involved, allegedly, according to these reports, shutting it down. OK, looks like my audio is good. Appreciate it. Um, I'm just going to read the Associated Press story about it. Then I'm going to read the apology from Chabad and go into other stuff because Chabad Lubavitch, they um, seem like they meet with every president. I'll show you a video of it after just like a clip of it from Bush to Bush to Obama to Trump to Biden. They seem like an extremely influential group that not a lot of people know about. And this will surely bring, you know, some media spotlight on it. So According to Associated Press, it says a group of Hasidic Jewish worshipers were arrested amid a dispute over a tunnel secretly dug into the side of a historic Brooklyn synagogue, setting off a brawl between police and those who tried to defend the makeshift passageway. The discovery of the tunnel at the Chabad Lubavitch World Headquarters, so it's their world headquarters, that's interesting, in Crown Heights, prompted an emergency structural inspection from the city Tuesday. Um... Mari Segelson, a spokesman for Chabad, said that a group of extremist students had secretly broken the walls of the vacant building behind headquarters, creating an underground passage beneath a row of office buildings and lecture halls that eventually connected to the synagogue. Um, the property's manager brought into a construction crew Monday to fix the damaged walls, leading to a standoff with those who wanted the passageway to remain. I'll show a clip of that again. This is like fascinating footage. I don't know. It's pretty wild. The boys are back in town. The boys are back. You know, just boys being boys. Let's calm down here, folks. Um, those efforts were disrupted by extremists who broke through the wall in the synagogue, vandalizing the sanctuary in an effort to preserve their unauthorized access, Segelson said. 
Police department spokesperson said officers were called to the building Monday afternoon to respond to a disorderly group that was trespassing against the wall. So a spokesman for Chabad is saying this was just a group of student extremists who vandalized the sanctuary and they had unauthorized access. Crazy stuff. Police said that 10 people were arrested. Uh, I'll read their official apology. This is Chabad Lubavitch headquarters. This is a statement from them. It says this, the Chabad Lubavitch community is pained by the vandalism of a group of young agitators who damaged the synagogue below Chabad headquarters. These odious actions will be investigated and the sanctity of the synagogue will be restored. Our thanks to NYPD for their professionalism and sensitivity. We are grateful for the outpouring of concern and support of our Chabad Lubavitch institutions institutions around the world. So their official statement is these were just a group of young agitators. And I guess they're saying that they did not know that there were secret tunnels that led to the uh, Chabad headquarters. And a lot of people haven't heard of Chabad Lubavitch because, you know, it's not I don't think they get that much press or anything. But I'll just say this. I'm going to try to be respectful. Obviously, I always try to be, but I also kind of want to make jokes because I mean, the imagery is pretty funny. Like, I don't care what religion or what group of people it was like. It's hilarious just seeing people like coming out of tunnels and like fighting with police. I don't know. I find it quite humorous. So, you know, when it comes to the Orthodox or the Hasidic or, you know, whatever you would classify people like that as, um, you know, on the East Coast, I, I kind of feel like they're like Amish, but in plain sight. I know they're not Amish, but it's like, you know, the Amish people, no one really knows what they're doing. They kind of keep themselves and it's like they live in their own alternate reality and they don't follow the rules of mainstream society. Right. It, like the Orthodox and the Hasidics that dress up like that, they kind of remind me of that where it's like, but they're in New York City. So they're they're all over the place, but you just never know what they're doing. It's almost like Harry Potter. You know, it's like they're living in like the same city, but who knows what they're doing because they they just march to the beat of their own drum. A lot of reports came out early on and people were saying that those tunnels were dug during COVID to oppose the lockdowns, but that seems like it's not true. According to a lot of reports I read, the uh, tunnels were built six months ago, which doesn't add up with the COVID timeline. So that narrative that was spun from the beginning seems to not be accurate. So I just want to show you a few things real quick. Uh, because I've heard of Chabad Lubavitch before because I always see pictures of them with every president. Ready? So here's Chabad with George H.W. Bush. Um, next, we will see Chabad with George W. Bush, the son. You know, they always take that picture with every president like surrounding the office. It's There's them with Obama. Um, you know, I guess Obama wanted to stand, not sit down. There's Chabad meeting with Trump. And they always take that same iconic picture. You know, there's Trump signing God knows what into law or whatever that order is. You could look it up. I'm not even really sure. There's Biden meeting with them. And even uh, Chabad has some long Faustian bargain with Russia and Putin. Apparently they are, you know, tight with him as well. Politico magazine once wrote that the happy-go-lucky Jewish group that connects Trump and Putin, talking about Chabad Lubavitch, somehow Trump and Putin are connected through them. One of Putin's officials called them a supremacist cult, and Putin apparently fired them. It's unclear whether that's why he fired them, but it did happen. And uh, I guess at the end, I just included Trump signing into executive order some, you know, combat combating anti-Semitism, whatever, like everyone in politics does, except for Thomas Massey and like seven people. So, you know, it's just interesting because apparently that was the Chabad Lubavitch headquarters. And 
I've looked up a lot of articles. I try to do research so I'm prepared to talk about these topics. Obviously, I read Associated Press, their official you know, uh, apology. I try to keep it uh, newsworthy. When it comes to them, apparently they're all over the place. I read one article where they said that, you know, in every city in the world, you'll find a McDonald's and you'll find a Chabad Lubavitch. So it seems like their goal is to be all over the place in every city in the world and provide Jewish people with a place to, I don't know, be Jewish, hang out, you know, hang out with the boys, like, you know, dive into your ethnicity and your religion. Uh, it's very, very widespread. And they meet with every president like they're, they're highly connected, but also kind of highly mysterious because they kind of just march to the beat of their own drum. But when there's imagery of them like crawling out of tunnels, now a lot of people are just, I don't know, paying attention and wondering what's going on. So let me know in the comments. Do you think that no one knew and it was just a group of young students that built a tunnel six months ago into the ground of you know, New York City into a synagogue? Like, is, is it possible for that to be happening for six months with no one knowing? To me, that sounds unlikely, but I'm not New York City police officer. It's not my job. I'm not, you know, it's not, I'm not Scooby-Doo. So I'm sure the New York City police will figure it out. And it was just wild when I saw that because tunnels, why, like, why tunnels? Why do you need tunnels? Like, what purpose does a tunnel do? You know, like, even if you're doing messed up stuff, like, you can't just do it in a building i'm not saying they were but like why the tunnels why were they digging why are they popping out of walls very 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 bizarre stuff but you know that any sort of like curiosity you'll just be called an anti-semite because why not that just seems to be what happens in this world when it comes to you know international jewish groups like like chabad lubavitch where they're all over the uh the world and i think their headquarters apparently is that synagogue in new york city um there's a lot of international jewish organizations uh the world jewish congress is one the anti-defamation league habad and what i've noticed which is fascinating because i'm not a hateful person i don't dislike anybody like i think there's great people of every race religion and gender but i've noticed that they, you know, everybody seems, and I'm not just saying just these organizations, but it seems like everybody just calls you anti-Semitic if you say that they exist. Like, you know, you're not allowed to say that there's any organizations or any people that are looking out for Jewish interests worldwide. That's one of the anti-Semitism speech rules that Trump is passing into order, that DeSantis is passing into order, that Nikki Haley brags about. They all pass these anti-boycott divestment sanction laws or these race religion laws classifying it as a race and every time they pass these rules whether it's to stop boycotts and protests on college campuses whether it's to redefine what hate speech is which republicans are absolutely in on if you read the laws one of the laws that they are or one of the rules that they always pass through their legislation is you're not allowed to say any person that's jewish has loyalty to israel and dual loyalty or loyalty and you're not allowed to say that they have in prior interests in in, in worldwide Jewishness. Like you're not allowed to say that. That's like anti-Semitism that they're trying to make it illegal in America on multiple fronts. Like it's so hateful to say that any group or any person exists that cares about Jewish interests worldwide. What does Chabad Lubavitch do? What does the World Jewish Congress do? What does the Anti-Defamation League do? What does it say they do on their website or their Wikipedia page? I mean, you're just not allowed to talk about it. I don't know. So it's like one of these things you're just... Uh, you're just supposed to either lie to yourself or lie or I, I don't know what it is because that's what the Republican Party does. And, you know, Trump marches around and says that he thinks that Israel should control Congress. He said that in a in a 
you know, in a podcast, he's like, oh, they, they used to rightfully own Congress. And then media in Israel called him anti-Semitic for saying that. So it's like, I don't know what's going on, but I just know you're going to be called anti-Semitic. So if you ask questions about why they're building tunnels, you know, that's anti-Semitism. If you say that the group does what they literally say that they do, that's anti-Semitism. Um, loving America's anti-Semitism, just like breathing apparently can be that too. It's like, it's like racism. It's like, are, do you want people to vote like with one vote and with an ID? Oh, then you're racist. You know, that, that word to me has become like the new racist or maybe even older than racist. That word's been around for a while that they just use and say for every situation ever. So I was personally, before I move on to the next story, which I find fascinating, I was personally shocked that the NYPD even did anything. Like I know how powerful they are. I know that they're like, well, you know, organized all over the world and in New York City. Like I was shocked to see that one, they had tunnels. That's kind of crazy. But also I was shocked to see the NYPD even like step in. So that's why I find that brawl for many reasons fascinating. But it's like you got these group of students, like they're not just like, oh, yeah, we'll close down the like they were throwing stuff over fighting for like they did not. They're like, who are these people to tell us what to do? Like, it's very, very interesting stuff. We'll see what happens. Um, why do you think they were building tunnels? Um, you know, your guess is as good as mine, but I'm not going to just make up stuff that I don't know. I'll just wait to see what what happens. Um, let me know. I think that the NYPD was trying to like fill the tunnels and they didn't want them to be filled, which brought a lot of attention to this story. Second story I want to talk about, then I'll read some comments, is this, uh, you, uh, no, I'm sorry, Alaska Airlines, right? This is fascinating stuff. Alaska Airlines had a Boeing 737. I think I have it right here. Hold on. It's a max. I got to look at it. I don't know. It's somewhere on here. I'll get to it later. But it's it's one of the 737s. And, it, and people thought it was like a door that fell off. But apparently, they had an extra exit door that could be an extra exit door if the airlines wanted it to be one. But for a lot of the airlines, they just bolted up. And it's not supposed to be an exit row. So it wasn't an exit row on the plane. It could have been. But what they wanted to do was bolt that part shut. So it wasn't an open hole, obviously. But apparently they didn't bolt it hard enough so it fell out mid-flight and there was a huge gaping hole in the plane the plane landed no one got hurt i think a few people's cell phones and shirts or something maybe got sucked out with the with the pressure but nobody got hurt and it was a crazy story and once i started asking questions about it a lot of people are curious especially people that follow me but I posted about it on Facebook and a lot of losers were like, oh, you're, you're flat. What are you flat earth? And it's like, well, I'm not talking about the shape of the earth right now, dingbat. I'm literally just wondering why no one was sitting there. Like it's very rare nowadays that there's just two seats wide open on an airplane. Like you don't, you don't have that happen almost ever. And if it was a full airplane, uh, usually people will move to an open row. Cause why would you sit next to two different people when you can move to a row and have a seat and by yourself? So I just found it very bizarre that they're like, Oh, you know, I was reading people that were on the plane. I was reading the press. I wasn't reading conspiracy theories. I was reading mainstream stuff. And all of them were like, Oh, it's a miracle. God exists. You know, these people weren't on the plane. And it's like, maybe like they're saying what people miss the plane to get on it so i was suspicious from the whole thing because if it's a nearly full plane or an almost full plane or a full plane and magnificently the two people that would have died in those seats just weren't there uh i find that heavily suspicious 
And this is to all the dingbats and all the normies that are like, oh, how dare you? And, and they're making up stuff too. They're like, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, Seattle Times isn't a reputable news station. Guys, I'm just reading the reports of what the plane was. It, it could have been an exit row, but it wasn't. They bolted the door. So it wasn't like, a, you know, they were trying to bolt the open hole shut, which is just a weird thing to have on a plane anyway. Um, I was reading the reports as they were coming in and I was being accurate. But this kind of blows a hole through my you know, uh, the narrative even further, they're saying that this is a NBC news and this is being reported everywhere. Not, I'm not asking you to trust NBC. This is like everywhere. It says missing door plug that detached from Alaska plane found in an Oregon teacher's backyard. And the NTSB chair, Jennifer Homendi gave an update to the investigation. And she said that the cockpit voice recorder was taped over describing it as a loss for us and safety. Oh no, that black box that's supposed to be indestructible and that voice recording that is crucial for a moment like this, it just got taped over just like the moon landing tapes. Google that. Oh, we just taped over them. I mean, it's the most important human accomplishment in modern history, but we just taped over it. Like it's a home alone VCR that we wanted to get the you know NBA finals taped over. It's like, oh yeah. I mean that if this is true, and they taped over the recording and the black box didn't work or it did work. And it's how stupid is our country? Are we the dumbest country in the world? Like, this, are we idiots? How is anything going to be safe at this point if they can't even do the one like that's not taken care of? And, and I'll read this report, but they're like, oh, we, we do it a different way where it records over and we're going to do it different in a few years. Like, how stupid are we? We're so pathetic at this country. It's, it's so embarrassing. Or they're just lying to us. So shout out to all the idiots that were like, oh, normally just thinks too much. No, you don't think enough. You know, you're a dummy. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No one was sitting in that seat just coincidentally. Wow, they missed their flight and the black box just happened to get recorded. I mean, that's about as random as Jeffrey Epstein's guards falling asleep and the tape's not working. Like, you're an idiot if that doesn't spark a little bit of curiosity out of you. I'm sorry, but... At the end of the first full day, the NTSB investigation into the accident on board Alaska Airlines Flight 1282, the agency's chair indicates that some factors were complicating the probe. The plane's cockpit voice recorder record of the event was inadvertently taped over, and at the time, the door plug had not been found. Oh, we just taped over it by mistake. Whoops, uh, that's an unfortunate loss for us, Homendi said, lamenting the loss of voice data and sounding frustrated during a news conference Sunday night. Because that information is key, not just for our investigation, but improving aviation safety. So we had a huge mistake and we just taped over the voice recording that would have led us to understand what's going on. There in the hole that probably would have sucked up the two people there. They weren't there, but apparently everybody was surrounded, babies, kids, and no one died. But the, the people that would have just weren't there. And nobody thought to sit in the seat, like if it's a full plane or why would you sit next? Like if I was on a plane, now I'll think twice about it. But if I'm in a regular seat and I'm sitting next to two people, why wouldn't I move into a, a lane that's open? And I'm not saying that's anything, but I don't know. And and the voice recording is not there. This is so dumb. Um Homendi said that the NTSB is calling for expanding the minimum time recorded on the devices from two hours to 25 hours. Such a time span would have saved the cockpit voice data from Friday's accident. I cannot emphasize how important that is for safety, she said. Oh, you can't? Really? Maybe I can. Yeah, it's really important. When something that crazy happens on an airplane, it's very important to not 
tape over the voice recording. I'll 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 solve it for you. Scooby Doo here. Rutro. The device from Friday's flight automatically recorded over the pertinent voice data because someone failed to power it down. She said it starts a fresh recording, wiping out the last one every two hours. Oh no, maybe it was Jeffrey Epstein's guards or the Jeffrey Epstein technology in the camera. They just you know, they failed to power it down. A lot of mistakes going on here. The guy didn't bolt it in. Nobody sat in the seat. They, it's such a joke. It's un unreal. Um, they heard a bang. She described chaos and communication issues on board the Boeing 737 MAX 9 as flight crew reported hearing a loud noise in the cabin rapidly depressurized Friday evening over the Portland area. They heard a bang, she said. Bang. The plane's first officer lost her headset in the depressurization, and the captain, captain had headset problems as well, Homendi said. So they turned on a speaker for communication. Let's keep reading. The pilots turned to another quick reference guide, a handbook, she said, as flight attendant took three tries to shut the cockpit door. So they couldn't even shut the cockpit door. The actions of the flight crew were really incredible, Homendi said. It was very violent when the door was expelled out of the plane. There was a lot going on. It wasn't a door. It was supposed to be a bolted shut. They call it a plug. Some are calling it a door, but it's not really a door. Um, Homendi described some of the damage inside the plane, including the two seats unoccupied by chance that sustained such violent force that their frames had been torqued. Both seats in row 26 were missing their headrests, and one of them was missing a seat back. In all, the damage was found along the 12 plane seat row, she said. So, you know, by chance, there just wasn't two people sitting there that probably would have been sucked out and killed. I mean, what a how this is my question, because I don't know how full was the flight? Was it 50 percent full? Was it 80 percent full? Was it 90 percent full? Was it all full except for two people that just happened to miss the seats? And I've never seen a flight. I mean, it, there's a chance of it, but. If a seat is, I mean, if a plane is 50% full or 70% full or even 90% full, nine times out of 10, somebody will move to an empty row. Nobody on a full plane is just going to let an empty row sit. Why would you want to sit between two people when you could literally sit in a row by yourself? I've never seen it. Like anytime I've been on, they're like, oh, there's only 50% capacity. Well, I'm sleeping sideways on a three. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not. I'm not going to sit next to three people when I can move to an empty row. So I'm just curious how full that plane was. We'll probably never know. The data will probably get erased like the voice recording. Um, Let's see. I guess that's the end of what I really have on that article. I don't know if there was any more, but let me know what you guys think in the comment section. I just feel like I'm a, you know, the people when I posted it the first time, I just said, that's weird that like nobody was sitting there, right? I'm not saying it's crazy. I'm not, and, oh, you, what, do you, what is this, a flat earth conspiracy? The dumbest people in the world, like you say something, they're like, oh, you're talking about flat earth? And you're like, no. Like, if you want to talk about that, there's places to talk about that. But like, no, I'm not talking about that at all. Like, you know, how dumb do you have to be? Like, I, I it's my pet peeve. You're like, Hey, um, Jeffrey Epstein's like cameras weren't working and the guards fell asleep. Oh, what do you believe in flat earth? It's like, what does that have to do with flat earth? Like how, like wh who told you this, that you can't think and everything's flat earth. Like it's so dumb. You know, I'm like, that's odd that no one was sitting there. I said that, oh, flat earth. Whatever, Donald, you know, whatever makes you feel good inside. You're very smart. Totally not egotistical.
And then it comes out that the voice recording is recorded over. Like they just taped over it because someone didn't power it down and it's two hours and they want to change the amount of hours. Like the whole reason that you have the black box and the recording is for every reason, literally. But the most important time to have it is during an emergency where something crazy happens. And this is probably like the craziest thing that's happened on a plane in the last couple of years in America. And they just don't have it. How incom either they are the most incompetent people on earth that are running our flights. It's frightening, especially someone who flies a lot myself. Um, or, and I know it's safer. I'm not trying to scare people. I know it's safer than driving and it's amazing that no one got hurt. I mean, that's a great sign that there's a big hole in the plane and it still lands. It's amazing. You know what I'm saying? I'm so glad no one got hurt. That's incredible. Whoever was next to that hole probably is going to have nightmares for the rest of their life. That's the scariest thing ever. But, um, you know, I don't even like turbulence. It's just like, so I like, Who's this lady running the safety service? You know, if it's uh, someone taped over it for two hours, uh, maybe we should change it to 12 hours. Did no one think of this? Is this is this part of your equity, diversity, inclusion? Like, is anybody smart at this place? You know, or are you just looking for like a, you know, a transgender like cartwheeler or something? It's like, I don't care what sexuality, like, can someone just be really good at the job? You know, like, can, can we just get the best people to do airline safety or no? I'm not saying that's why it was, but it's like, why, why did no one think of this before this happened? Like, oh, I mean, what if two hours, maybe that's not enough. Maybe we should have 15 hours before we tape over the audio. Pro yeah, probably. That's probably a good idea. Or, you know, databasing the audio might be a good idea. Like you, you can't even like walk outside of 7-Eleven without being recorded on a camera, but you guys are just erasing audio of every plane. Like what the hell? Unless it's for security reasons so other countries can't hack it. Like what are you doing? Um, what do you think? Is this incompetent? I just find it highly unlikely that no one was sitting there. I find it highly unlikely that nobody moved in that row. And I already thought it was weird. Now that they're saying the black box disappeared and the audio disappeared, Either they're the stupidest people running airline safety, which is possible because there's some really dumb, or they're lying or they're covering something up. What do you think? Uh, someone said tunnels run throughout our nation. Very interesting. Where do they go? Why tunnels? I don't even get it because I'm just being like realistic. I'm not trying to be dark or anything, but like obviously people do messed up stuff, but to do messed up stuff in this country, it's not like you need a tunnel. You know what I'm saying? Like if you have a private house or a mansion far away or an island like Epstein, I like that's what he did to be like, oh, I'm going to probably do this stuff here where no one pays attention. Like, why do you need a tunnel? I would think a tunnel is like harder to get away with stuff because then when your tunnel gets like found, it's like, what are you doing? And they're like, ah! you know, they're like jumping out of the tunnel. It's like, what? Why are you in a tunnel like popping out of a sewer? Like, what are you doing? You know, like what? What were those guys doing? It's crazy. like this. This is like wild stuff. I mean, we could we could stay on the plane thing because I'll talk about anything. But like, what like what's going on here? Dude, that one guy's loving it too. The one that got arrested, he's like, ah, ha, ha, yeah. He's like. The boy, he's like, boys being boys, like, dude, they want those tunnels so bad. Like, I know it too. Like, that, you know, they don't, they're looking at like the NYPD, like, who, who do you guys think you are? Like, we have tunnels, get out of our way. You know what I'm saying? Like, let, let the boys be boys out here. The ones like, woo, dude, they're having the time of their life. That's just classic, bro, you know, just broing out. Some bros, you know, they play basketball in the park. 
Some bros, they go on road trips. Other bros just dig tunnels under New York City into the headquarters of one of the most powerful international organizations. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but they had no idea, right? And it just like the, it's it's crazy. Um, the memes are, are, are outrageous on Twitter. There was this one like orthodox like Twitter account that posted all those videos and they were all going viral. And then they deleted them and they were like, we don't want anti-Semites to get their hands on these videos. And it's like, I mean, people are just having meme field days because it's just like when you find someone dressed up in a suit with a hat on that pops out of like a tunnel, it's it's kind of funny. Like, I'm not saying it's it is funny, but it is funny. I don't you know, I can't I, I don't know, like I, I I was I wasn't like mad when I saw it. I wasn't like angry or hateful. I was just laughing hysterically. It's like this dude's got like a top hat on. He's like, "Woo!" You know, he pops up like Mario. How is that not funny? I don't understand it. Uh, someone said with a super chat, "Please search Jewish child rape article Vice." I've seen it going around on uh, Twitter. It was they they Vice interviewed like a rabbi like seven eight years ago or something, and he was talking about. It's I, I didn't read the whole thing, but I saw the headline and read a few paragraphs. I, I did I did run into that. It's like X just throws everything in your face. You get the good, the bad, the ugly, things you want to see, things you don't want to see. So it's kind of traumatizing. Like sometimes I wake up and I look at my cell phone and I fall back asleep because I'm exhausted. I didn't even do I mean, this is it's like a sad confession, but it's like I, I didn't even do anything and I'm already tired just from like scrolling through X. I've seen 15 wars i've seen like you know people get bombed i've seen crazy vice articles i've seen people in top hats jumping out of tunnels like mario and i'm just like it's too early for this shit you know and i literally just fall back asleep and like i'm like i need a few more hours to take on this crazy planet christina said anomaly your new song's fire thank you appreciate it christina i appreciate the support um maria said exactly why tunnels what are they up to are they blanking children in there we'll see if the NYPD looks into it. But like what I'm not like I'm not trying to get into this but like why would you need a tunnel to do like how is doing that in a tunnel like I I don't know. Like isn't that hard, harder to do in a tunnel than to just do like privately somewhere? Like obviously it's messed up either way but like why I, that's what I've never understood about like the tunnel theory when people are like oh there's the elites have tunnels and they're doing terrible things there. It's like you don't need a tunnel to do bad things. You know like most of these people will just do it in their house or on an island or you know they'll trap like I don't understand like the uh, why why a tunnel, but clearly tunnels exist. So at this point, it's like you know everyone always talked about tunnels, and I guess I don't know if I'd call it irony, but it's like you know everyone's like Hamas has all these tunnels because they do have tunnels. I'm not downplaying Hamas. Hamas is you know doing crazy stuff, but it's like then you have like these orthodox Chabad guys digging tunnels. Like I don't know. It's just it's definitely not on my bingo card. Let's just put it that way. Pretty wild. Um, I even saw the other day, like Alan Dershowitz, like they were like, what, what's going on with the Epstein thing? And he's like, oh, you criticize me, but you don't criticize Hamas. And it's like, that's always like the go to like, it's like, why are you on the Epstein list? And it's like, oh, yeah, you'll you care about that, but you don't care about what Hamas is doing. It's like, bro, people talk about Hamas all the time. Like right now they're talking about the like if, if, if you use it like that, it just seems like a deflection. I'm not saying they're not doing stuff, but that's like the thing, you know, that's what I hear. They're like. What about them? It's like, yeah, no, I'll talk. We'll talk about that. But like, what about what we just said? It's like, you know, the having like a, a victim card where like you can always just like claim that people are being hateful. You know, in America, I'll just say this: like Lil Nas X is um, 
a gay musician. I don't know where I was going with that, but like Lil Nas X is like super gay. And he's like always blaspheming Jesus Christ. He's always doing like the grossest, most demonic blaspheme of Jesus Christ. Why is he allowed to do that? Because America is not a Christian country anymore. It's not run by Christians. The end, the music industry is not run by Christians. It's, in my view, you know, mostly run by people who don't like Christ. And they, they, they don't, not only do they not care that he does that, but they probably like that he does that, where it's like, you couldn't get away with that in an Islamic country. And if if Lil Nas X did what he's doing to Christ to anything Jewish, I mean, they it would be like front page news. Everyone would be freaking out. But it's like, you know, that's the sort of thing where Christians don't don't have a good victim card. You know, if you if you're like Al Sharpton or a Jewish group, it's like your victim card is just stronger. Where like Alan Dershowitz could be in the Epstein list. I'm not saying he's guilty, but he's there. And then he just like says, oh, you're, you won't talk about Hamas. And it's like, you know, there's always like a deflection. I'm sure if you criticize Lil Nas X, he'd, he'd call you a homophobe. It's like, not only is he like a sodomite, but he's like just blaspheming Jesus Christ. Like, I'm gay, I'm gay, ha, screw your God. It's like, he's disgusting, but you're not allowed to say that or they'll say it's like homophobic. It's like, no, he's just a demonic blaspheming sodomite, you know? And it's like, if he could blaspheme Jesus Christ, I could say that. I'm not acting perfect or I'm not like judging what people do privately, but he's doing it openly, purposely blaspheming an entire religion, yet then he'll deflect and use a victim card when you like say something to him. It's like, I'm over it. I really don't care anymore. Um, someone said Dave Chappelle's Lil Nas X story is so funny. I haven't seen it, but I'm sure it is. Um, let me read a few comments. Someone said greed and the mighty dollar took down Christianity in this country started in the 1950s. I'm sure there's a lot of that, you know, a lot of people talk about the federal reserve and how that kind of changed the money supply in, in, in a way, but I don't, I wasn't around then to see the kind of the trajectory, but I'm sure, I'm sure greed definitely played a role. Definitely, uh, naivety, people being naive, um, cycles happen in human history you know i don't think it's the first time so it's like what happens over the next 50 years that'll determine everything because it's not like human history is not like oh things were great all the time and there was always war there was always chaos there was always deception there was always group fighting infighting out fighting countries empires that were huge empires that are nothing um that's human history you know it's always a struggle about like the Roman Empire isn't still the Roman Empire. Like Greece was, you know, is small and their economy sucks now, but they used to be epic. I like Greek people. I'm just saying like, you know, a couple hundred, a couple thousand years ago, I don't know exactly the time frame, but it was like a, there was more power there. You know, now you're just like, there's not that much power. So, you know, America's gone through some cycles and I think it could go in a bunch of different directions. We'll see where Americans and people want to take this country. I don't know. I could see it being a complete failure and a collapse. I could see people waking up and trying to restore greatness, like where you can fly in an airplane and know that some random lady isn't erasing your freaking, you know, audio by mistake. Like, is that too much to ask for? No. Um, I don't know. Someone said modern Christianity is soft. Yeah, it is. And, and this is why, like, I'm not I'm not a hateful person and I don't play the victim. It's just like if you're weak, you get conquered. You know, like it, it, everybody. In, this is my unpopular opinion in the like Christian conservative Trump. Right. 
they've bought into this mentality that they're the victim. They're the victim to other religions. They're the victim to George Soros. They're the victim to the election. They're the victim to the deep state. They're the victim to pharmaceutical industry. Like their, their people are selling them out. Like you're not a victim. If your guys are selling you out to the people you think you're combating and they're working for the people, like you're just dumb and dumb people and weak people get conquered. So like, we're not victims to these things. They're all happening because everybody's too weak and pathetic to point out basic truths and they get mad when you point it out. So it's like you will be conquered by stronger people. It's just basic human nature. And some, you know, some ethnicities and some religions are having 10 babies or doing stuff in order to ensure that they have power 30 years down the road. And most Christian leaders are selling their own people on a platter. Uh, per, like they're selling, like most Christian leaders are selling Christians out. So it's like, that's what you're going to get. Um, it could turn around. I'm not like a pessimistic person, but I, I don't consider myself a victim. But when it comes to like, you know, America and the anti-Semitism speech laws in, in Israel, I'm just trying to be clear. I'm not hateful. I don't, I, I don't, I don't think I should tell Israel what to do or anything. They're their own country. I never said otherwise. I just talk about from an American perspective, if I'm going to vote for the Republican Party and the Republican Party says they believe in free speech and they don't believe in hate speech laws, why are they passing hate speech laws? And when I say that, they call me anti-Semitic in the press, but I'm not. I'm just saying as an American, I've noticed that almost everybody but Thomas Massey believes in hate speech laws for a foreign country that says you're not allowed to say that any sort of international interest exists when there's multiple organizations on their website. It says that that's the purpose of their of their organization. I don't care that that exists. There's international Christian groups. There's international Muslim groups. But no group in America doesn't allow you to say that it's happening except for one. Uh, and, and Republicans are passing these laws to make it illegal. So it's like, that's for those wondering. I'm just going to bring it up because I always see like, why does Anomaly think this and that? I don't hate, I'm not criticizing. It's just like this country, you're not allowed to say what I just said. Like, you, you know, you get kicked out of Republican circles and like, people haven't figured it out and if you can't figure it out then like you will get got and and it's not like you're not a victim like you're a victim because you watch michael knowles and you think you're fighting the left like it's all it's all like sloppy like circular like you know just controlled op slop so it's you know no offense to that guy but that guy sucks like i read michael knowles twitter account and he just says like the dumbest most low tier stuff it's like that's the type of people they want in powerful positions to just sit there and like do like nothing, you know, just literally like sell their people out and like say generic phrases, you know, and then people will get mad when you combat it. It's like, whatever. Um, someone said a cement truck is now a hate symbol, according to the ADL. I, I don't get like, I, is that true? Is that made up? I don't know. Aren't like numbers like anti-Semitic, according to the ADL? There's like a bunch of numbers that you can't say and like every sign ever is anti-Semitic. I don't know. It's like I don't even keep up like half the half half the dictionaries anti-Semitism, according to that group. They're definitely, you know, extreme in their sense, like idea of what is you can't say. Here's my thought, though. It's like when you do stuff like that, it doesn't make people like you. So it's like, you know, I almost feel like it's a cycle. This is why it's there's many reasons why it's important not to hate. It's just not healthy. But like you shouldn't hate them and you shouldn't hate anybody. Like, don't let them drive you into hate. Because in my opinion, I don't know if they're purposely doing this, but it's like if they could just do a rational, crazy stuff that pisses you off, then you get annoyed. And when you get annoyed, they get power off you being annoyed. And the more annoyed you get, the, the, you say something and then they just want to ban something else. So it's like it's almost like they fuel off how annoyed you'll get. And how. so if you just like laugh at it and don't get annoyed and don't get hateful and just show love, that's like that's almost like 
the better way. Not only is it very Christ-like, not only is it better for your, you know, mind frame, but like, you know, I think it's, it's like a trick where like they, they, they do like, uh, you know, 50 numbers are anti-Semitic. It's like, how is that anti-Semitic? And then people get pissed off and then people get annoyed. And then when they get annoyed, they fundraise off it. It's like this cycle of like, it's the same thing when, when Republicans do something stupid and like Democrats are like, look what they did. And then they fundraise off it for a year. And oh my gosh, I hate when they do that. But in their heads and probably in meetings, like Democrats are like, oh, I hope Republicans do something stupid so we can win the election or, you know, we could fundraise off it or pass new laws. Like, you know, so I, I think the healthiest and safest thing to do is just like not let let it bother you. But also I personally, I just try to speak accurately about stuff. I'm not hateful. I don't, I don't look at other countries and be like, oh, I hate them. I just don't do it. That's not the way I was raised. That's not who I am. I'm not envious. I'm not hateful. I'm not jealous. I'm just an American citizen who notices certain things, who wants to freely talk about it and exercise my first amendment before Trump, DeSantis and Democrats sell it out. And the false narrative that people think is, oh, it's Democrats selling out free speech. Yes, but so are Republicans. So is Trump. So is DeSantis. They're no different. You don't, you know, and if people don't want to hear that, then it's like, then you're too dumb to have free speech and you're going to lose it. And I feel bad for myself, but I don't even feel bad for you because it's like, if you're too dumb to realize Trump and DeSantis are selling out your first amendment under the guise of hate speech, then you're too dumb to keep it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure the founding fathers didn't get all these freedoms by being dumb and weak and pathetic. Like they probably, you know, had a brain and a soul and, and passion. They didn't just like, you know, sit on the couch and get mad when I talked about Vivek. It's like you didn't even know who he was a year and a half ago and you like him more than your own brother. It's like, get over yourself. Um, someone said people get mad if you point out wrongdoings being done by politicians. Here's the thing, though. I'm not. And I know I might seem like I'm this huge critic in real life. I'm not a big critic. I'm not a big judge. Like I'm not, I'm focused on myself and I, and I like to surround myself by people I like and people I don't like, I don't have to surround myself. And I'm so blessed that I know great people. I know great Muslims. I know great Jews. I know great Christians. And I know annoying people in every group too. It's not like I think all Christians are awesome. They're not. There's a lot of scammers in the Christian world and there's a lot of losers. You know what I'm saying? I judge people by who they are. With that being said, I'm not a big critic. It's just like when I do reporting, people think the truth is hate speech. Like if they don't want to hear what I'm saying, they'll just call it hate speech, whether it's like, oh, that's anti-Semitic. Oh, you're anti-Trump. You're anti-this. It's just you're anti-hearing reality and it bothers you for whatever reason. And you perceive it as hate because you hate reality. Like it's, I, I can't think of like, for example, I'm not overlooking through, like I'm not a, a liberal digging through Trump's like treasure chest. I'm not raiding Mar-a-Lago looking in Melania's closet. When you run as a politician, there's transparency laws because if you're going to take a bunch of donor money and corporate money, there's laws in America that you have to make that transparent. And this is a blessing in America. It's actually, despite all its flaws, it's a great country. Look at Ecuador right now. You got cartels just pulling up with guns on, on television stations. Like you're blessed to live in America. Use the power that God gave you to, to be born here or, or to move here, or else you're going to end up like these countries and you deserve it. You're not a victim because you vote for Trump. You deserve it. So what I'm trying to say is like in this country, because it's not as sketchy as other countries in some ways, in some ways it is, you can see who took the money, 
who take like when I do this stuff, it's not like I'm digging through Trump's finances. It's all public because it has to be in America. And that's a blessing that we have. So if Trump says he'll never take donor money and he takes a hundred million dollars from donors, mega donors, corporations, and then he hires people that he took the money from and he hires like shills and, and deep staters and industries that he took the money from, you are blessed with the information. Well, he took the money and he sold us out. But if you're too fake and you think it's a WWE show and you're like, oh, you, you just hate him. You're too dumb to get any results. I'm sorry. It's like you deserve to fail. I don't care if Trump or Biden wins. I hope Trump wins. But it's like you're not smart or honest enough to get a real country. You're going to end up in a third world country and you deserve it. You're not a victim because you voted and you think the ballots like you deserve this. Like Trump is passing hate speech laws through legislation. DeSantis is passing hate speech laws. That's the reality. It's not hate speech. It's true. I've read them, I read the rules, and it's not First Amendment friendly, and it's not, it's completely lopsided, biased, uh, you know, a ladder to outlawing certain, in my view, factual statements. Not all of them, but some of them are literally factual that they're trying to outlaw. Okay. And then it's like, if you think that your guy's not sold out, but he is, I'm not a heavy critic. I'm using the transparency campaign finance laws that exist in this country that you should be using. If I ran for office and took money, I have to disclose that to the world. And if I disclose that I took hundreds of millions of dollars and then I hired pharma swampers for my cabinet after I took money from them, you're not hateful for saying it. That's real reporting. You're supposed to, that's what journalism's supposed to be. People don't realize because left wing is basically just like cover up journalism for the elites. Right wing Trump journalism has been, become just as bad as left wing journalism. It's literally just Trump slop. They're not journalists. They're not news analysts. They're professional covers up, cover uppers for the guy. They're professional slob knobbers. They're professional opportunists. They're professional skis balls. They're doing what the left wingers do with the right wing. They're not journalism is supposed to be. Oh, well, here's the information about the guy who runs our country. I'm not bothering a private citizen like, oh, screw this guy because he said something mean to me on Facebook. No, I'm talking about the president of the United States who can sign his pen and print a trillion dollars. Like you're supposed to care about that stuff. You're supposed to want people to keep that stuff transparent. And if I ran for president, I wouldn't cry hate speech about it. It's like I just signed a pen and printed five trillion dollars. And now your kids are going to be poor for 20 years because inflation's hitting. It's 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 no joke. It affects your life. You know, I'm not just bothering him for no reason or hating on for no reason. He was the president for four years. But you know, the same way the left will call it hate speech if you counter their fake narrative, that's what the right does. Look at all the comments. Oh, Anomaly just hates Trump now. No, I don't. He's anti-Trump. No, I'm not. These are just words that you say when you can't figure out. You put anti in front of a word and then act like you're right when you're not even right. You're an anti-vaxxer. You're a climate denier. You're an anti-Semite. You're a racist. You're a sexist. Why? What What did I say? Well, you, you hate him. How do I hate him? Because you made that video. What video? where I said that he took a hundred million plus dollars from corporations and that's why he hired the swamp. That's hateful to you. You're an idiot. Then you deserve failure. I don't even care who wins the next election. Like, you know, these people need to lose so they can wake up. Cause if you don't wake up soon, your country's going to fall apart anyway. It's like, you know, thank you, Holly. Appreciate the super chat. Um, Someone said people are more worried about Trump than their kid's future. Yeah. Which is why like, you know, it's, it's embarrassing. It's like, whatever. Um, someone said anti-human, you only love aliens from outer space. I don't even really believe in aliens, but I mean, clearly there's stuff beyond my comprehension. I just, I don't buy it. It's like, look, the crop circles and the Miami, you know, alien and 
you know, this random operative like on the Rogan podcast. He was like, I saw an alien one time. And it's like, I don't believe these people or the guy from Blink-182 that started some agency with some CIA guy. It's like, oh, I'm the alien guy now, Tom, whatever. No disrespect to him. Maybe he's up to something, but I, I just don't. I don't know. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Like there's something going on, but it's like, look, aliens like, man, no, you know, tell me when you really find one. I, if there, if you really got an alien, you know, put them on television, let them do an interview with Jesse Waters, Oprah, or, you know what I'm saying? Like Sean Hannity. And then I'll pay attention until you got, until you got the alien on Sean Hannity sitting in a tuxedo. I don't want to hear about it. You know, I don't care about your stupid crop circles or your, Miami stories or your, or your podcast. It's like, you know, put that alien in a tuxedo, teach him English. I'm not just like illegals. It's like, listen, I'm not being disrespectful. If you're from another planet, I have no hate in my heart for you, but learn English or else I'm not, I'm not just trying to hear you make noises. Yeah, whatever. What are you saying? Is that a compliment? Do you hate us? Do you want to blow up the world? Are, are you trying to do a peace deal or, you know, do you want a vaccine? Speak English or, or get it off my TV. That's my alien rule. Don't care what planet you're from. Mike Drop said, this kid is insufferable. And you're watching why? I don't know. This kid sucks. I, I hate this. I'm, I've been here for an hour. This is the worst entertainment. I mean, I hate this. I mean, I have an internet and I could literally click a button and go to a million other things. I could watch any sports game. I could listen to any podcast, left wing, right wing, fighting, basketball, soccer. I could literally like watch beautiful women i could do anything i could watch cars i could i, I could learn about world war one and world war two i could do anything i want with the internet literally everything is free if you watch a five second ad but i'm gonna sit here and say the guy that i'm watching is insufferable well you sound like a real winner um this is my problem with the online too is like i can respond where like some lady was like i, I said something and she's like i'm disappointed in you Normal people just hear that. And especially at my level, it's like, okay, just ignore them. Everyone's going to say something. But, you know, that that human in me is like, nah, we're, you know, I don't I don't see myself as above you. You could be like, oh, you're, you're this, so you shouldn't talk. It's like, no, nah, we're both, we're, I, I see us as the same. You could say what you want. I could say what you want. But it's like, she was disappointed in me because I said, some, I made her think about Vivek and she didn't want to think with all the things going on. How dare you talk about this topic? Because I don't want to hear about it. And I'm like, so you're disappointed in me because of that. And then I respond and I'm like, I'm disappointed in you because your brain's small. I'm disappointed in you that you have a fake profile picture because you're probably ugly. I'm like, and then, you know, but now I'm the bad guy. So I just blocked her and then I deleted it and I, you know, I acted like I never said it, but it's like, we could, I could make a list of 10 things that I'm disappointed in you, but I don't say it to you. So it's like, what, who are you? You know, you're disappointed in me because I made a podcast that you don't want to hear. Then don't listen to it. Like, I don't. I'm disappointed that you're disappointed. I'm disappointed that you don't get it. You know, you're too dumb to get what I'm trying to say. It's like, you know, two could play this game, but then I just look like a, a weirdo. Um, but that's the internet. Um, I enjoy posting memes on Facebook now. Shout out to my Facebook supporters. Cause like you post a meme, people say funny stuff. You know, there's a lot of good jokes and then, and then you just move on. It's a fun time, you know, like I'll, I'll make a joke and then like, there's a lot of top comments and a lot of times the top comment re rewards the funniest person. I get a chuckle. It's not that serious. And then we move on. But then it's always like, oh, you think it's a conspiracy theory that the flight had a missing seat or like, why was it? Yeah, I, I still am confused by that. I'm not starting a theory. It's just like, why was no one in that seat? They would have got sucked out. 
why were the bolts not tightened and why now as if i wasn't right already or at least i'm not it's not like i'm claiming something but like i have i'm not going to be shamed by oh if you think the bolts should have been tighter and you're confused by why no one was sitting there you, you, what is this a flat earth debate it's like it's actually not no but we could have one if you want to go there i'll go there now I'm just, i don't know enough about it but uh you know it's like that's what people and then as if i didn't already feel justified the fact that the black box got taped over i i could go through the response again they got taped over I mean, if you think that the black box just got taped over because of a power thing and one of the biggest, most powerful blank organizations in the world, as Tim Pool would call it, individuals, Tim Pool's not allowed to label things. He calls it anti-Semitic or whatever. So you can't say that Habal Lubavitch is a Jewish organization. You got to be like, they're just individuals who all dress the same, who believe in the same stuff. Yeah, it's called a religion that's based off of a race. It's like, are you at a church, Tim Pool? No, I'm at a, a collective of individuals that are totally not tribal. It's like, no, you're at a church, Tim. You're, you are you could say it when it's other groups because you know you're not afraid to, but Tim's very afraid to label things when it comes to one group because it doesn't exist. It's like I'm not saying it's every person in the world. It's not. If something bad happens to a church, every Christian's not responsible for it, but it, you're, you're allowed to label it. Like It's like, what is that? I don't know. It's a mosque, you know, so there's Muslims there. Not all of them. They're not all in on it, but some are there. But anyway, it's like, it's the headquarters of this organization. And there's young dissidents building tunnels for six months and nobody knew about it. And, and, and what? It's the craziest story. Besides every story, because the whole world's crazy, but... I found those two stories very bizarre, interesting. Let me know what you think about the flight or the tunnels. And, uh, you know, God help this country. You know, I usually say, God bless you. God bless your family. God bless America. God bless the world. I'm going to say a prayer and I'm going to just say, God help America. If you would like, if you would spare us, you know, God help America be more godly. God help America be more smart smarter you know be more smart it's like god will look down and be like that's not proper vocabulary my bad my bad like we can't have entire industries being run by people that tape over like audio when we need it that's not it's it's shocking that this country still operates it's getting creepy because it's like i still want to fly i still want to travel i don't want i'm not like a scaredy cap and the fact that no one got hurt is amazing but like god please knock some sense into America respectfully. Cause you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be hurt. I don't want to be persecuted for the other dingbats in this country, but please figure something out. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for being here. Have a beautiful day. And I'm so sorry to the one guy who thinks I'm insufferable for who some reason watched 50 minutes of this. Cause I can't imagine watching more than five minutes to someone I didn't like. I don't do it. Appreciate you. Have a good one. I'll be back soon. Hey, what's going on, my friends? Just a few ways to stay in touch and support if you'd like to. The first way is dreamrare.com. We have blue beanies, black beanies, pink hats, other colored hats, freedom versus tyranny shirts, 
Stay blessed long sleeve, God is great long sleeve, and lots of more cool items coming soon. Dreamrare.com, check out the shop to support. Everything's made in the United States. Handpicked by me. Patreon.com slash rare talk for $5 a month. You can help support me, support the show. If you haven't noticed, unlike other channels, I don't work with very many sponsors, sometimes none at all. And part of the way I'm able to do that is with the dreamrare.com shop and patreon.com slash rare talk. So thank you guys for keeping this show free, unimpeded, uninterrupted. I'm forever grateful. My free email list is stayintouchwithme.com. So check the links below in the description or just type in on any browser, stayintouchwithme.com, all one word. You'll find my email list, put it in there, and it's the least annoying email list you'll ever be.